Welcome to A Time for Healing with your host, Rev. Trudy Daly. A Time for Healing is the radio ministry of Triune Healing and Restoration Ministries. Our prayer for you today is that you would draw closer to the living God who provides healing, hope, and nurturance. Now, here's Rev. Trudy with today's message. Hello, this is Rev. Trudy Daly, and it's a time for healing. I know that most of you think of healing only in physical terms, but today we're going to talk about healing in another sense. We're going to talk about healing of relationships, especially between us and God and us and others. In Galatians 6, verse 7, we read, For whatsoever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. When God created the world, he put into effect a law of multiplication because he wanted to bless us. And that law says that whatever he created would multiply. The problem comes when we recognize that sin entered the world, and now what was meant to multiply and bless us multiplies but brings back negativity into our lives. Sin is what is the cause of all of our miseries. There are many definitions of sin, but today we're going to use the definition of those behaviors and thoughts which separate us from God and others. When sin is at work, it explodes in our lives, in our families, in our land. We see devastation in many forms, sickness, depression, abuse, divorce, corruption. Now multiply this by six billion people and we have a world faced with the potential for great devastation. When confronted by devastation, we often respond in one of two ways. We either avoid it or deny it, but neither works. Sin robs us of our right to eternal happiness. It darkens our intellect, weakens our will, throws our emotions into chaos, and produces loneliness and alienation and sometimes sickness. No one wants to talk about sin these days. We live in a society that is addicted to feeling good about ourselves. We want to be affirmed, encouraged, and appreciated, complimented, but never criticized or blamed for anything. So our world is sowing destruction more and more. By now, you may be saying, I don't want to hear this. Avoiding this issue will not make it go away. But there is a solution, salvation through Jesus Christ. He has paid all that was needed to change the effects of sin in our lives and in the world. He makes change possible. He is with us when we choose to change. Now, because of him, we can make different choices. 
we can sow positive seeds into our future and we can reap the harvest of those positive seeds. How many of you are in relationships that are not working? Marriages, families, or at work or church? Do you see any pattern in the relationships you have? Do you attract the same kind of people over and over? Where does all this start? We are the product of past generations and their choices. Their choices actually affect us for three to four generations. We can only break these patterns through the sacrifice of Jesus, whose death set in motion the seeds of salvation. You may be asking yourself, how can I stop this? How can I stop the consequences of generational sin? You first have to recognize it. The word says that the sins of the father should be visited upon the children unto the third and fourth generation. So many of the things that are going on in our lives are not the result even of our own choices, but the choices of our relatives back three or four generations. But the effects are still real. But as God allows us to become aware of them, he also equips us to stop them. We can come to him, and we can repent of those things that were performed, those acts which were unloving, unkind, were against God and in absolute rebellion to his will. We can stand in the gap for all the past generations and ask the blood of Jesus to cleanse our family lines and to allow new behaviors to be chosen. God is always a God of restoration and a God of hope so that the patterns that you've seen in your family you do not need to repeat. You can choose today to begin to change those. But it is your choice. Much of the devastation in our relationships is the result of strife and conflict. Instead of keeping strife out, we hold the door open to it, often wondering why our lives are so difficult. What is strife? It's fighting, violent conflict, bitter dissension, quarreling, arguing, heated disagreements, or an undercurrent of anger. Strife is the source of many other kinds of problems. Where there is strife, there often will be confusion, disharmony, unrest, and rebellion, resentment, bitterness, hatred, jealousy, and rivalry. Strife is not just a problem between people, but can be within a person. Strife affects our attitudes first and often enters through a minor issue, something that doesn't really make a difference. We often call this an offense, and people take offense at many, many things. If someone sits in a seat that you wanted to sit in, you may get offended because you think you belong there, and why is the other person there? Why does someone get something new that you want and you don't get it? There are issues after issues after issue, and we need to take a look at why we are offended so easily. 
what is it in us that is triggered by these small incidents that happen? And often what we do when they, they happen, we play it over and over in our minds and we replay it to others and it gives more and more power and has greater and greater energy. So we end up fueling it. I know, I used to do it. Something happened. I would call one of my friends and go over it. And then I'd become even more heated. And then I'd call a second and perhaps even a third. And by the time I was finished after an hour or so, that I was truly riled up and then couldn't get to sleep. Eventually, one of my friends, who's a psychologist, and I got into a discussion about the way I reacted to things. And she made a suggestion, which has definitely changed my life. And that is, she gave me what she calls a 72-hour rule. And that is that I'm not to respond in any way to something that happens for 72 hours except to pray about it and allow God to give me insights about what has happened. We all need to make a conscious effort not to allow strife to affect our relationships. We need to confront it because strife robs us of the peace and God's power in our life and his blessing and our health. How do we confront it? We have to take an honest look at it. We have to ask ourselves, why am I feeling this way? Am I justified in it? Or is there a part of me that just always needs to be right? Or I tend to get defensive when I feel someone saying something to me. We play a part in strife. It's not just the other person. We need to recognize that when we allow ourselves to get angry and upset, we cause our internal organs to work harder to accommodate the stress. Our adrenal glands release adrenaline and it causes your heartbeat to increase, your blood pressure raises your cholesterol. If this keeps happening, your body's immune system is damaged and illness occurs. Negative emotions create a negative environment in which you live. Back to our beginning thought. What you sow is what you reap, multiplied. You have a choice. You do not need to keep sowing negativity in response to other people. You can choose to sow peace and an attitude of being positive. One of the fundamental theories of change is that if you change, you affect a change in everyone around you because they can no longer treat you the same way. And even if they try, you will not respond in the same way and eventually change will occur. With God's help, you can change and choose to be more positive and so positive things in your life. You can, re-choose to, you can choose to respond in a peaceful and loving way in spite of how you are treated. You can choose not to be offended and not to replay encounters over and over in your mind and to forgive the person involved. No one is saying this is easy, but the benefits are great. Peace, health, longer life, God's power and blessing in your life. Some of you are probably thinking, 
I can't change. The way I am, that's just not true. You can change. You may not do it in your own will and strength, but you can do it in God's. Do you want a better life and more loving relationships? Then ask God to help you change, and he will. There have been times in my life when I have been in situations where I felt like I couldn't continue any longer. But I knew part of the problem was my heart and my anger towards someone. So I began to ask God to change my heart. And truthfully, in the beginning, I honestly didn't expect him to do it. It was more like I was speaking the words, but not really expecting anything to happen. And then I woke up the next day, and I began to sense that the anger I had experienced the night before was no longer there. God had actually taken me at my word, and he changed my heart. I'm not unique. I'm sure if you ask him to, he will do the same for you. I know many times when we're going to God in prayer, we're going asking God to change the other person, to somehow make them see what they're doing wrong so that our lives can be different and better. The truth is, often when we pray about changing other people, what happens is God changes us. You know, we tend to think that we need to take care of ourselves and just avoid situations. But that doesn't work. And just taking care of ourselves doesn't work. God never called us to be self-focused. He called us to be in relationship with him and with others. And so we need to find a way to allow this to happen in our lives. Right now, this minute, you can begin a process of changing the relationships in your life. You can make a choice. You do not have to continue the way you are. But change isn't easy. You might have to be the one who makes the first move. You might have to be the one who can finally not have to be right every time or have it your way. Relationships are difficult, but as one person takes the initiative, things can change. I remember in a prayer group, there was a woman who had come in and she was very upset because her husband and his brother had been separated and had not been speaking to each other for well over a year. And she brought the issue to the prayer group, and we began to pray, and we began to ask God to heal that relationship. And within a matter of months, the brother had called, and a healing process began, and a closer re relationship developed once again. It seems like at significant times in our lives, turmoil enters in. I know in my own family, at my mother's funeral, several things took place which caused divisions and left hurt for many years. And unfortunately, how often this is true, that in times of grief or sometimes even in great joy, strife comes in and it sets us apart for many years. 
And somehow we just accept that that's the way it's going to be, and we don't make any effort to try to change that. Today, be the person who begins to change that, one, by praying for God to make a way to heal the relationships that are not working in your life, and choosing to be the first one to reach out and try and heal them. It's been shown that for a marriage to survive, for every negative comment made, there has to be five positive ones to offset it. And this is where love and with when there's love and respect in a relationship. So in non-intimate relationships, I would think that there would have to be mostly positive comments for the relationship to survive. Think about the relationships that you're in. How many negative comments do you make to your friends? Rest assured that if you make too many, you're not going to have friends for very long. What we seem to have forgotten, that there needs to be mutual respect and honor in relationships. And when there is, difficulties can be overcome and stressful times will not destroy the relationship. If you treat others the way you would like to be treated, you will experience harmony and peace in your relationships. Today and every day you have a choice about how you choose to live and what seeds you are going to sow into your future. Guard your tongue because in it is life and death, the word says blessing and cursing, strife or peace. What do you choose? How are you using your tongue? Are you using it to be an encourager, being positive, speaking blessings into people's lives? Or are you using it to constantly complain and criticize, be negative about everything around you? This is where it begins, with the words that come out of your mouth, because words have great power to heal or to hurt. Think about the situations in your own life when the words that have been spoken to you have deeply wounded you, and yet there have been words that have spoken, been spoken to you that have literally transformed your life. They have allowed you to see yourself in a way that you never saw yourself. When someone says to you, I believe you have the ability to do this. I see that you have this gift or this talent. Or they can say, I'm so thankful that you're in my life. You make such a difference in my life. What kind of environment are your words creating? Think about it. Stop right now and ask yourself in the last half hour, what were the kinds of words that came out of your mouth? And how do you think those words impact the relationships that you're in? If you can begin to change your words, you can begin to change your relationships. People respond to positive words. I'm not talking about false flattery or things that are not true. 
but I'm talking about making a choice to speak things that will help and encourage people rather than discourage them or put them down. Even when people make mistakes and need to be corrected, there's a way in which you can do it that still allows the people, allows someone to feel respected and encouraged and ask God for those words because God operates through you and your words. How are you allowing him to use you? Are you allowing him to use you to be a blessing? Or are you allowing negativity to use you and cause great pain? Think about your words. I do all the time. And sometimes as I'm beginning to say something, there's something inside of me that pulls me back and stops me because I haven't thought about the effects of those words and God is kind enough and good enough to stop me before I sow them so that I do not sow pain, but I sow blessing. Today, what is your choice? What are the things that you are going to sow into your own future? that are going to be multiplied and come back to you. I pray that you choose blessing. Father, today I lift up to you every person that's listening, and I ask that you give them the graces that they need to change, to choose to be positive, to choose to be loving, to choose to step out and begin to heal the relationships of which they're a part, to choose to search their own hearts and surrender them to you so that you can touch them and heal them and heal their relationships. Father, I ask you to especially touch Elizabeth today, who's going through tremendous struggles and feels hopeless be with her and show her a way out of her struggles. And I ask you to be with Joan as she seeks to heal her relationship with her sister, help her to know that it's time and that she needs to be the first one to reach out. Be with David, who's in inner turmoil and does not know which direction to go who has lost his job, who does not know how he is going to support his family. Father, these are people you've laid upon my heart. I do not personally know them, but you do. You know their needs, and you know each one so individually and uniquely, and that you've already made a way. You have prepared a way for them out of their struggles, out of their difficulties. And I thank you that you are such a loving Father, that you give us, through Jesus Christ, the ability to overcome the effects of sin in our lives and to transform the negative into positive. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all the ways you touch us and bless us. Thank you for your amazing grace. Sing grace, how sweet the 
temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the
Thank you for listening to A Time for Healing with your host, Reverend Trudy Daly of Triune Healing and Restoration Ministries. If you've been blessed by this program and God is moving in your life, please write to Reverend Trudy Daly, Post Office Box 333, Lexington, New York, 12452. God bless you, and please remember to tell a friend to listen to this program each month on the first Sunday of the month at 3 p.m. right here on this station.